Cool. So we're fueled up again. Fueled up. I didn't check what uh, what number this is. But sure, you've got a phone there. Sure, look it up on Spotify. How many's how many's out? Add two to it. Add two or no? Add three because. Wait, I'm apology, I must, not must, a week, a week was late, we'll probably have come out by the Sunday, or this evening, Saturday evening, um, but I couldn't get it to convert the video to audio, so it hadn't come out on Spotify. Alright, are you doing the, uh, a short intro, are you going to put that as an episode two? No, not no, that I don't think that, that as an episode um, okay, what? Oh, you use my finger? Stop your cheeky. <laughs> and add two, three. three. So, 15 then. That's it. Wow. Damn, that episode 15. I guess right now. Halfway to 30. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are closer. Some of us are past the 30 minutes, though. Right, Sam? Well, I'm on my 31st year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I explained. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all on audio today. Um, I do have a grass stain on my trousers. I just want to explain that because I've had a lot of misfortune this week with um, with my trousers. I just keep dirtying them unnecessarily. Okay. Um, so this one was just. <laughs> I didn't even notice. No. Uh, it's, uh, it's just. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. It was the escaped hen. Yes. <laughs> Chicken, it was chicken run, but it was real life. They had no rocket to save it. Um, yeah, no, uh, Rocky the Rude Dino Red was not there. Rocky, um, not Rocky. Uh, Rocky. Rocky. Um, uh, forget what we William, maybe nephew calls this one, the one that always escapes. But anyway, one escaped. And I'll be honest, I didn't even get it back in, but I had to climb under, underneath a fence to get into where it was. And I obviously grazed my knee a wee bit and just looked bad. But uh, says, I don't care. Wearing them anyway, because mm -hmm. can't wash them again, because that would take electric and well, you know, <laughs> all those things. <laughs> so miserable. <laughs> not frugal, but it works anyway. Not that I am a big like washer of clothes, but you know, anyhow. Anyway, right. back to more serious matters here. Crack on here, adverse nineteen. Nineteen, yeah, and just today on the chapter. Oh. Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated, and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and cast them into the fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their garments. And they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. 
Nebuchadnezzar came near the door of the burning fiery furnace and declared Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego servants of the most high God come out and come here then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps, the prefects, the governors and the king's counsellors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of these men the hair of their heads was not singed their cloaks were not harmed and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to deliver his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid to ruins, for there is no such God that is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So, a lot here. Um, and again, we come back from, obviously this was uh, coming off the back of the king giving Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego their second chance which they never got because they said that they didn't want one. Um, but I think when he talked about his face being changed, it's almost like he's, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, maybe you didn't understand. Maybe you didn't just get the memo. Or maybe there was just something you didn't grasp. Maybe you're being a thick. So I'm going to tell you, where do you understand? When the music plays... You bow down. And they're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, obviously, any chance that he was giving them evaporated and, and his face um, changed almost like, you know, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and his I, was, heart was, I, was, I was thinking that, you know, using Nebuchadnezzar in general, because we've seen in chapter two, you know, how, you know, you see at the end of that chapter, you know, that he proclaims that. Uh, God is the one true God above all these other angels. Yes, to say, but then no. In a certain period of time, he just resorts back. He sort of forgets, and you know maybe his own ego and his own power takes over a wee bit, and he resorts back and forgets mm-hmm. uh, that God is in control of everything. You know, and just like Pharaoh, every all of the uh, what do you call it, the plagues. You know, at the end of them, yes, you know, your gods. All powerful will let the Jews, the Hebrews go, mm-hmm. and then after we were now nah, we'll hold on to them. Yeah, same thing. You see us, right? The Bible, you see that too. And for yeah, verse 19 filled with fury and expression changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated, heated seven times more than usual. And I was looking into this because. I really love facts. It's quite sad, but I, I really do. I thought you were going to say, I really love fire, which is says facts. <laughs> well, you love fire more than I do, but... Facts um, don't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but these facts are, obviously the furnace is there, as we said in our last one. It wasn't just that he rules a furnace with him everywhere he goes to torch people. It was there because um, the statue is made out of gold. Gold required being melted. The furnace was there for the melting of gold. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the furnace they reckon would have been like a mop bottle shape high and then wide at the bottom they'd have been rolled they'd have been walked up the platform and dropped from the top ah, yeah, i was going to ask you about that yeah as, as opposed to one like down the chimney yeah yes yeah, so as opposed to like walking on walking into it they were dropped into it yes yes i i read something about that as well and i was just curious very good okay yeah so it was more or less about... like a giant pizza oven when i yes. say like a pizza you have yeah, yeah. no comes up and then but a huge pizza oven very good illustration good pizza, it pizza oven is right <laughs> large very hot pizza oven pizza <laughs> oven the size of a good sunroom <laughs> well i don't know what size was but i so they were dropped from the top. That's where you get the whole idea where they where they fell. Yes. And they fell bound. That's oh. first twenty three. So they fell bound into it. Um. So they went down at the bottom. You would have had whatever way it worked. There you had your fire. That's where they would have had their charcoal and their wood and all. And then you'd have had um holes going out of it. To one would have been to being able to pull the gold out. Mm -hmm. from once it smelted from the rocks and the ores it was on and the others would have been to blow more air on and it's the mm -hmm. more holes in the bellows to blow the air on that's how they got the heat up yes more um, often but the heat obviously the heat to melt holes about a thousand degrees mm -hmm. so a thousand sixty and around there um that was the part i wanted to lock up because i didn't know what temperature it melted at mm -hmm. so it's really hot anyway so the heat that the furnace would have been Taken over at to to smelt the gold. I wouldn't have needed to go any hotter. Mm -hmm. The men would have been instantly killed, regardless if it was increased or not. Whether it was kept at like a a bit like our fire at the moment, it's just kind of taken over a lower temperature and about the a mere six hundred degrees. Well, you know, you're cooking your your uh, chicken drumsticks in your oven at two hundred degrees, so it's five hundred five times more than your. You're yeah. oven, I know. Maybe you know. You're, you're past barbecue and temperature. You're on time. Yeah. Serious heat. So obviously, it's heated up to seven times. Is that figuratively? I I think that's figurative. I I take it that's figurative, but it would, you know, it just meant like it's perfectly heated. You know, yes. Yeah. That's that's, that's, I... that's heated and heated and heated, and you know if it whatever, it doesn't matter. It just meant it was hot. Yes, you know that's okay. And I think the idea then was, you know, it was, it overheated. That's where it says mm -hmm. there twenty. Dave, would you read that there in yours? Verse twenty-two, please. Uh, verse twenty-two. Therefore, because the king command, commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So. Aye, uh, well, mine says overheated, yours says exceedingly hot. Yeah. So obviously, out of the out of the top of the chimney where they're about to be dropped, it's almost as though it was like a, the flames were just like coming up mm -hmm. and then spewing out, which would have that's why it would have killed the men, mm -hmm. the flame and the heat would have killed it. As you think, that's the top of it, and heat rises, so the yes. build up of the heat was there, so they were just overcome, mm -hmm. you know, and it shows to again as it's leveling on to the supernatural power that's at work here and God's power because if it killed the top soldiers before they even fell on, yes. they should have been dead before they hit the furnace mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um and definitely dead before they hit the ground. It's excellent. Story. So just again as you know, the furnace is there, they're bound 
they're listed with all the stuff that they're wearing. Um, and again, I think sometimes the Bible the Bible is written by excellent story craftsmen, particularly in the in the Old Testament. And the likes of that there with all their clothes, first of all, it highlights that the speed at which they were done, they weren't even you know they still went on with their hat. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing was cast off, but it was also to to highlight at the end of it that none of their clothes were even singed. Not a hair in their head. Not a hair in their head. Their hats, their turbans, their cloaks, everything they went on with was fine. You know. And I mean, that's, I just going to share with you guys there just a wee while ago about, um, did a wee fire pit for the, for the kids next door mm-hmm. there a couple of nights ago. And like, fair enough, it didn't get singed, so it's maybe not a perfect picture, but we always talk about the smell of smoke and the fact you can't get that out of the smell of fire out of you. Like and I mean, we're a wee fire with a couple of logs or a lock of kindling, as we would call it, you know. Uh, and but it, you know yourself, even if you get close to something like that, mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. you can smell your uh, like your sing, your and eye, mm-hmm. or even you send your clothes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, just just tying into that picture, that <laughs> it baffles the mind of how they could even be in that. I know, obviously, God did it, mm-hmm. but like it brings the mind to the questions like, what what did it feel like for them? Obviously, there was no pain, but like. Obviously, they knew they were in this fire. You know, it must mm. have been so surreal too. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's it's really as miraculous. Like. Um. Yeah. So as we're going through it, I'm just thinking on. I have a good thought. <laughs> I say I have a good thought. I have a thought on the end of the chapter, and that's what kind of made me giggle. Like, um, because it taught. That's really what's the story about, and what's the ultimate, the ultimate aim of it. Mm. But we'll wait until we get to the verse. But, but uh, sorry uh, for cutting you off here. No, we'll wait. When it says, you know, it rises, the, you know, they raise the furnace up seven times hotter, you know, it's just not like, you know, God's going to uh, deliver them from, you know, just a normal, the normal fire, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be the extreme, you mm-hmm. know, just like, they're just going to try their darndest mm-hmm. to burn uh, these boys, you know. And it's, like, it's like what you were saying, they should have been dead, but not. Oh, they should have yeah. been, so, been dead. Yeah. You know, unless. Obviously, the furnace ticks over and works normally at a thousand degrees, yeah. and the people who are normally operating it can mm-hmm. heat the stuff on while it's up at that temperature. Yes. And not, obviously, not mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. So, with us overheat, it's obviously beyond the normal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or beyond the standard working temperature. Therefore, like. But then I think Nebuchadnezzar knew. The power, well, I saw he had a taster of the power that he believed their God was, you know, the one true, you know, our God. What's the dream? What's the dream? So he knew that, uh, you know, their God, hmm, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he has a bit of power, so I'm just going to, I'm going to beat him by really stoking this shot. Mm-hmm. And they'll have no chance. The their, their God can't save them. That's really raging. Yeah. Uh, the other side of things is is that this is not just to do it to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is a message <laughs> because every time everything a ruler does, you know, is a message. You, you know, uh, whether it's the president or the prime minister or Tishak or whatever, you know, everything that they do. Tishak. Tishak. Yeah. Fantastic name. Um, it's all crap. You know. Everything is a reflection on either their personality or their character, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
whether it's their dress, the way they speak, you know, it reflects them. And that's all about the image. So obviously, Nebuchadnezzar's image is like, I'm all powerful, you cross me, I'll burn you. Even whenever he talks about like um, threatening, he threatened the wise men, it's like, I'm going to kill every wise man, I'm going to level your house, I'm going to level your family. The only thing that your house is going to be useful for is just a dung heap. You know, mm -hmm. that's the type of man he is. Um, and as he sits there, um, now he throws these men on, and, but, and he sits back just to watch them burn. You know, that's, that's the, you know, obviously there, if you get to verse 24, the king, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. So therefore, if you take the opposite of that to be true, he must have, once he threw them down, or at least mm -hmm. where he was, continued to sit and just to observe these men yeah. uh, being punished. But then these next two verses are key because, as David was saying, he's had a glimpse into what God's been doing in these men's lives up to this point, and he's mm -hmm. about to get an horrible one right now. Right. And that's because, you know, then King Nebuchadnezzar, as you said, he, he rose up from wherever he was seated in haste. And then listen to what he says. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men? And they said, you know, true, O king. And he answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire. And they are not hurt. The appearance of the fourth is like what? A son of the gods. And mm -hmm. trust there. And maybe again, he's thinking... But I think, again, the only point that I have in this, but for me, again, was the key point as I read through it. We spoke about this before. When you think about gods and the idea of Nebuchadnezzar thought he was a god because he had a lot of power. Mm -hmm. But the difference in our god is that not only is he in control of everything, and we've seen that through the book of Daniel up to this point, mm -hmm. and we can see right now he's in control. But more importantly, as, as we talk about the gospel, we talk about, you know, our god. Our God is with us. We've emphasized that before. And that's what we see here again. Our God isn't a distant God. He, he's not a God of wood or stone or hay or, or something that's created by man's hands. But he's he is, yes, he's eternal and he's in control of all these things. But he's also the personal God. He's also the God that has promised to be with us in every situation. He's given us a spirit to those of us who have trusted in him. And this is just a wonderful Old Testament picture of that. And that's why we have so much confidence because... I think it was John Piper once says, it's not as if when you get through difficulty in your life, but God's kind of like, you know, he's like your dad or something in the sense, or your friend, that's an, and he's standing from a distance applauding you, saying, you know what, I'm, you know what um, I see you, you know, I can see you, you're okay. But no, he's in there with them, just like the picture here. He's right beside us. So that gives us great courage mm -hmm. and confidence that whenever we're in, find ourselves in life, that God is with us. Personally, and that's that's really key. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But even there, in some ways, I I do agree with you. Um, but in others, another thought there I just had is Nebuchadnezzar, although we're seeing here, he he actually hasn't set himself up as a god. Mm. You know, and not, but more just as a thought, like Nebuchadnezzar epitomizes human pride. Yeah. And a human self sufficiency, I think would be. I, I don't see Nebuchadnezzar thinking himself as a god, and as much as that I think he thinks that he is completely self sufficient. 
I think Nebuchadnezzar sees himself in a healing zone, am I thinking? Uh, I've just written through it. He sees himself as, yes, you can go and pray to your God. You can worship with this thing here that I've set up. We have these ones of stone. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to the nuts and the bolts of it in the day to day, who can take you out of my hand? Mm -hmm. You know, the gods are up there. They no God can save you whenever I have you in my hand. Yes. You know, Nebuchadnezzar is the man that looks at the world and says, I don't need God because I don't need anybody. No, and that's that and that's I, fair. No, no, that's a very very that's, much a fair point. That's I am It's the God of self, even though he wasn't as you're saying, particularly claiming to be God, yes. that he, he was so self-absorbed. Oh, mm -hmm. And of course I'm not trying to... No, of course not. I'm no. just trying to tease out his, his thinking. And Nebuchadnezzar, we can all have a bit of Nebuchadnezzar on us. Mm -hmm. You know, we can all feel that mm -hmm. I can do, we can do, this is, you know, within my wee realm, I mm -hmm. have control, dominion. I have mm -hmm. dominion. Mm -hmm. And this is whereas Nebuchadnezzar had an awful lot more power than us, therefore he felt his dominion was vast. Um, and that's really just what I'm thinking there, Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he just is a picture of that there, God of self. Mm -hmm. um, as we said there, did we not cast these on? And he sees four men on point, and obviously this not just astonishes him, but he's disturbed. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, this, this disturbs him. Well, you would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, he, was, he was expecting three toasties uh, instead of nah. four men walking He's expecting three s'mores what you held to the fire a wee bit too long, like, you know. No, it's... Ah, <laughs> oh dear. No, it's, it is. It's true. Um, you know, he's um, he is. He's astonished. And it's interesting there because he goes from... The fourth is like the appearance of the Son of God. I don't know, yeah. like, in my, in, in my Bible here... God's is singular, but then the next verse oh. when he's speaking to them, he calls them again, he declared Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego servants of the Most High God. So he's yeah. now switching, he's now talking about their God. So somewhere between seeing the four of them walking around and going to the furnace door and talking to them, he's realised, you know, we were talking about that picture, he was brought he was brought face to face with the reality of God yeah. again, yeah. the true God, and it would seem now once again he's He's, he's now speaking of the one true God when he's speaking mm -hmm. to them. So he begins to realise, actually, just like you're saying, Garth, <laughs> maybe I can't just do whatever I want, um, you know, in my own wee word, because maybe there is a God mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. more powerful than more me. More powerful than me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Um, again, as it, it, it comes near, this is where we're talking about, you know, the shape overall, the furnace, that's why just even a small understanding is important. You know, it draws near to the door, this is, a bottom door which would have been cooler mm -hmm. um, and, and calls out as you say most high God um, and again there's debate on the fourth person the fourth person leaves at this point as he calls them out whether it's um, a pre-incarnate Christ mm -hmm. or whether it's an angel the overall thought on it is just it does, not to say it doesn't matter but it's the fact that there was a deliverance mm -hmm. by God. God sent a messenger, regardless mm -hmm. of identity, to save um, these mm -hmm. people. And and as they call out, obviously this this draws the crowd. He's the servants of the Most High come out, and they just came out. They just walked straight out. 
a little fire. Um, I find that, you know, we can probably find that very hard to imagine, but when we think of fire, we think of heat. Mm-hmm. You know, it touches, you get burned. Mm-hmm. You know, but they just like marched through it and I was looking around them and didn't do one thing. And the whole aspect of it is strange. I'm only pondering this now. I've never really thought of If you'd have fallen on, oh, and you were unharmed, mm-hmm. your instant reaction would have just been to come out on it. So why did they, obviously they must have, I don't know, were they having a conversation or just, they were walking around with the fourth person. Yes. You know, so obviously there must have been something. Mm-hmm. There was a purpose to that. Again yes. Showing, again showing that. Maybe well, they didn't have a way out though. But sure there's a door. Aye, but maybe the door was being guarded. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. We're all surmising, and again, this comes to things that are not main nor plain. <laughs> no, but they're interesting. But interesting just to think about. Like, they didn't just walk out. So. No, I think that is quite true. You know, so obviously, again, they were walking around with this fourth person. Um, God, God sent the lover, um, which again reminds us that there and there was only one, which ties in quite nicely too. There's only one deliverer for mm-hmm. our lives, yeah, Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one deliverer from sin, mm-hmm. um, and again, we we trust in Him for for our salvation, mm-hmm. and then and the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we trust in Him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they come out, they're then surrounded by the civil the civil service. Um, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Surrounded by uh, Johnny Pearson Co. Hope you're listening, you know the top man there in the civil service there. Five ten. ten. So making the money. Back to the Babylonian civil service. Yes. Gathered together, they saw that the fire had not touched them. Again, this comes back to, to witnesses. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not subjective. You know, or one person's in a large group of the top folk saying this, which again will influence the later proclamation by the king. Credibility. You know, it adds the credibility to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't harmed, not a smell of smoke um, were answered. And then, there's a part where he, basically, Nebuchadnezzar testifies to God, yet doesn't take him as his own God, mm-hmm. I would be willing to say you can... It's nearly as if we just class them higher as the, higher than the rest of the gods. Aye, but still within that that pantheon thing, you know. That uh, bubble. Aye, that bubble, whereas you'd have had all the other gods and then up above them, this is the God most high, but you still are, it's still just within that... Not the one well, true God. Well, let me throw a thought at you. It was a quick thought. We've been talking about this being built up. He's seen, he's seen pictures of the power of God to this point. Here's yeah. another one, and now he's praising God. We'll get it, obviously, next podcast, chapter 4. You see, he deals with a lot about, essentially, how, he, you know, spoiler alert, you know, he kind of goes crazy. But then we go into it, see, and I would, I just want to put it out there, I would surmise that Nebuchadnezzar comes to faith, and he believes in the one true God. But Here. We'll leave it out there, that's... But, but so what I'm saying is, I would look at this as stepping stones towards his faith in the one true God. Yeah. You know, God is using us to draw him to himself if yes. you want to use it now I'm willing to take feedback on that and if people want to kick back and say I don't think he was saved maybe he was just 
outwardly, <coughs> as you were saying, outwardly praising them, but there was no inward change. I don't know, but we'll get to that next time. Well, I would say at this point, it's an outward, yes, it's an outward praise, but I yeah. don't think there's an no. No, I'd agree with that, but it's it's maybe a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. Well, or even another way, and I've never thought of this. Would these first four chapters in Daniel be classed as part of the story of Daniel, but the story of Nebuchadnezzar's conversion? His testimony? Oh. We thought, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Well, I... I Here, I'll, yeah. I, I, I would be able to see where you're getting at. Very good. Whereas, but that being said, like, I would agree with you mm-hmm. that Nebuchadnezzar came to faith mm-hmm. um, at the end of chapter 4. Spoiler. Um, but, you know, Come back! <laughs> but like, um, I never would have thought of, if you look at it, would you do a class the first four chapters as his testimony? That's really good. Anyway, here? Well, well, we're sitting in silence pondering this. Pondering. The mastery. Maybe you can ponder with us. <laughs> we hope you are. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, Keep rocking on. Uh, you know, uh, this time. But, but obviously, these here, this is their decree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he sent his angel, delivered his servants who trusted in him, um, set aside the king's command and yielded their boys rather than serve or worship any god but their own. So this is, if I want to split it in the way I'm thinking of it as, is that this, if we're looking at the, the goal of the story in essence of within Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's life, that would be summed up with the first part. Um, the praise of Nebuchadnezzar in verse 28 where obviously they they're raising their position they did not give up their um, integrity they held to their faith Mm -hmm. as acknowledged they were rescued but I would claim that the ultimate aim of the whole encounter Mm -hmm. set up by the sovereignty of God is within verse 29 Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, language that speaks anything against God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins and their, for there is no other God that can rescue in such a way. So my thought on this, and that's why I giggled way back there in, in verse 20 or 19 because I, I thought it was a good thought. I giggled because it was a good thought, not that it was funny. But it was the fact that the whole story was set up in the sense that God, who was classed as being only sovereign within the borders of Israel, his temple had been completely destroyed. Um, and his people had been taken away. The only people who were left to worship him in his own place were the poorest of the poor. Yet he was exalted among all the nations above all the other gods. Mm-hmm. That is the point of the whole story. I like that. My closing remarks on it is this. It's not a perfect parallel, so kick, kick back if you want. Okay, so these people, these these people, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a fire, who is with them? Someone in the appearance of Christ may have been a pre-incarnate Christ. And I would also level with you, you know, we talked about Nebuchadnezzar had people from all nations and they wanted them to bow down to him. Well, in the biblical sense, we know in the end, all people from all nations, tribes, tongues will bow down to the one true God. Mm-hmm. And if you just want to look at the gospel, 
Christ went through, wasn't a fiery furnace, but he went through the cross, he went through something like that. Mm -hmm. And then through a few men, the disciples and the early apostles, declared, I'm thinking Pentecost, to multiple nations and mm -hmm. made his name great at that time. Now obviously it's not a perfect parallel, I'm not saying it is, mm -hmm. but there's certainly, there's certainly, when I read that I'm thinking ahead to God's future kingdom, multiple yeah. nations from, you know, from every mm -hmm. nation, tribe, tongue, and God choosing to do that through just a few men to start with, mm -hmm. and now his kingdom even now, and you know, praise God, we're in his kingdom now, yeah. Yeah. you know, because he has worked through individuals in our lives and through the generations, and the gospel is still going out. And one day, all the nations, tribes, tongues will all be reached. We'll all worship God together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I was just thinking there, on an individual level, you know, you can be a child by, like, really die from error, uh, seeing outside of a situation, really dire situation, mm -hmm. how are you going to get through this? But it just shows you. You put your trust in God, and if it's a, as we talked about, if it's in God's will, God's kingdom, uh, He will, He is always there. He will never leave us, forsake us. It's like Happy story, you know, uh, you know, the woman walking or the person walking in the sand, and God is with them, and seen yes. the footsteps. And then when they got hard and seen the footsteps go, and then ask God once they got through it, where were you? You left me. It's like no, I was carrying you. They mm -hmm. were my footsteps. You seen, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know. And God delivers, so he does. He, you know, he, does. he doesn't forsake. And that's, and that's so true. And I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the points of view that we can take. I was looking at the sovereignty within the God's use, the time you were looking future, and to God's sovereignty overall to bring together people of every na nation, tribe, and tongue. Yeah, and you're looking at the personal nature of right here and now. We can face trials. We can. Uh, come back to struggles but as we looked at the other episode how great it is that we can get through faith to the point where we say you know god can save us no matter what mm -hmm. and if not i'm still not going to compromise my faith in him yeah. because i know in whom i have trusted and he is able to keep me until the end yeah and you know that's that's the great thing about our god so we thank you for listening to us we've it's good thoroughly enjoyed this one um, so so hope you did too. Yeah. Come back next time for Nebuchadnezzar's conversion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bring a friend. Yes, yes. sir. Uh, like, subscribe, mm -hmm. share. Bye. Bye.